I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast for Yahoo Sports Canada. I'm your host, William Liu. I'm joined on the line once again by Colin Connors. To recap, the Raptors' first win in Summer League. Look, the results don't matter, but, I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, we're Raptors fans, so we'd like to see a victory, all things being equal. And the Raptors took down the New York Knicks by a score of 85-73. to Right before this, we were talking about how um, the Knicks' promising core, uh, it, you know, it was on full display. Uh, we got Kevin Knox, we got Mitchell Robinson, R.J. Barrett, even I- Iggy Brasdikas. Like, these are the guys that the Knicks are counting on, and... Um, Wow, they it just <laughs> that's gonna be a couple more years for uh, until the Knicks sniff the playoffs. Yeah, you know how they always have that saying that the unknown is better than what's to come. If the Knicks actually do have any idea of like any plans of possibly trading some of these guys, I'd probably do it quick. Like not RJ. Like I think RJ's got a lot of potential, and I like Mitchell Robinson, but like Kevin Knox, holy! Like coming off one of the worst rookie seasons in NBA history, like. If he doesn't have some Gary Harris type second year turnaround, I would probably I would try to move him quick. Yeah, and, and it was funny because the broadcast with uh, Steve Smith and Rick Hamler kept trying to talk up uh, the way Kevin Knox is playing. And occasionally, I was like, okay, he's making some decent moves, but then I look at the box score right now: three of fifteen from the field, uh, one of eight from three. Uh, I mean, woof! That's uh, that's <laughs> this is this is a tough look if if you are a Knicks fan because. The Raptors are putting out the 905 club. In fact, this might be even less than what the Raptors usually put out for the 905. And um, the Raptors kind of just comfortably had this game the whole way. The Knicks, um, early on, defensively, they were a little bit uh, more compact. But in the second quarter, the Knicks only scored 11 points. And they shot 1 of 13 from the field for the entire quarter. Meanwhile, the Raptors scored 28 points. So, game got blown wide open right there. And... um, uh, the Raptors look really good. I, I guess the, the caveat here is that the Knicks are just really that bad. I mean, even basic elementary plays, like the number of times they just threw the ball out of bounds for no reason. Like, I, I just couldn't believe that this was a professional team. But um, let's focus on the Raptors. Uh, I thought, you know, before we go on to the more important guys, I thought one guy that we were really hard on um, in last uh, night's podcast was Malcolm Miller, who had, you know, a pretty uninspiring first two games thought he bounced back tremendously tonight and um he was very impressive what do you think of Malcolm yeah I completely agree he started the game kind of rough he was short on his first couple threes he got like one really bad turnover forcing it but he defended RJ like fairly well like I know he wasn't RJ wasn't as inefficient as past games but he his length really bothered him and it wasn't even his shooting that really brought him into the game he made one three that kind of got him going a bit but he was actually making plays off the bounce he was using his pump fake he's got like a perfect NBA body. He's like 6'8 with his long wingspan and like decent athleticism, but he never goes to the rim. Like I remember in the game against the Warriors in the first game of Summer League, he like flared out in a two-on-one for a, a three in transition. Like, whereas like today he was running to the rim more often and like filling filling the lane and things like that. Like with his his guarantee date is I think in like a week or two. So I'm I'm, I'm thankful that he finally snapped out of it because he's got to show something these next few weeks if he wants to earn a spot. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I thought today... 
You know, it's interesting because, yes, he is definitely a three-point shooter, and I think if he's going to make it in the NBA, he's got to be a 3-and-D guy. Also, Malcolm's 26, so, like, you know, it's it's getting to that time where, you know, you got to really show it at a consistent level. Um, but I've thought, honestly, throughout summer, like, the best times where he's looked is when he's actually put the ball on the deck and attacked the basket. And, you know, it's not like he has any sort of elite athleticism or some sort of um, crazy finishing ability. But, I mean, at the end of the day, he's 6'8". Uh, he moves decently well. Like, if he can mix in a couple of those, I, I thought, honestly, the way he got himself going tonight was just making a couple of hustle plays. I thought he broke up a uh, a pass in the middle um, you know, early on, you know, just was more physical, more aggressive in terms of with his defense. And I think that kind of helped him on the offensive end as well. Um, I'm just happy for him, though, that uh, he could have this back uh, bounce-back performance because, honestly, the first few games were really poor. Um, I thought the best player tonight as sort of – has been the case throughout the entire summer league has been um chris boucher who he looks really really good um and it's not just the fact that you know he gets a lot of points through hustle and you know i don't think those same opportunities necessarily exist at the next level with bigger guys and more disciplined style of play but we're seeing boucher bring the ball up a lot and there's even one play where it was almost like he was running like a baseline action like rip hamilton and he like popped for like a long two and he drained it I'll, I'll, he took a two-for-one pull-up three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really impressed with Boucher. What are you seeing from Boucher that, um, you know, might honestly translate to, uh, you know, uh, an NBA level? I know we've been harping on the Pascal comparison a ton, but his energy level was right there from the jump today. Like, yesterday, it took about to the second half for him to start affecting the game and the ways that he knows how. But today, right off the bat, he was running the lane. Jordan Lloyd found him for, like, a couple um, rim runs where he got fouled early on. Him and Jordan Lloyd, like you can tell they played a whole season together in the 905 because their pick and roll chemistry is great. If Boucher can replicate that with like Freddie and Lowry, who will honestly make it even a bit easier for him, like he can be like a very good pick and roll player, like this upcoming season for sure. And like just like the radius on his, the way he can test anything around the rim, like he only finished with two blocks a day, but he probably altered like 10 plus shots. Like every time RJ went to the, went to the rim, he was very wary of Boucher being nearby. And like even Mitchell Robinson couldn't really get his touch going today. Like, I know this is a very – like, every time we watch Boucher, he's got, like, a 45% usage because it's either in garbage time in the G <laughs> Summer League. But, yeah. like, so there's a lot there to be a very high-quality, low-usage role player. And, like, he's got all the tools. And he's 26. Like, once he starts to, like, kind of, kind of like – remember early last Summer League, he was, like, f- tripping over his feet a bit. He's really coming into his coordination, like, just kind of becoming a much better athlete because he was such, like, late to the game. I think he didn't pick it up to like, 18 or something like that. So – his developmental curve, like there's, there might even though he's 26, there might even be like more upside here. Like I think, I think he's going to contribute a lot this year. Yeah, um, and you know he's already proven everything at the G League level, so it's really just about whether he can translate and make that next step. But I mean, these small things in this game are, are interesting. Like the fact that he's, um, you know, to, to to your point about his coordination, like I don't remember him bringing the ball up the floor that much. Like the Raptors actually make a concerted effort of having him dribble the ball. Uh, bring a pass half court and then start initiating the set like it's not like he's the point guard like this is not like a Ben Simmons situation but I don't know I just never seen him handle the ball that much and the rest of the game we kind of know that he has uh, one thing I was a little bit impressed by with him it was just that he got a couple of possessions there where he was guarding the three who I guess for the Knicks the three today was uh, Kevin Knox it depends on if you want to say Knox or Iggy was to four uh, kind of interchangeable the two positions there but um you know, Boucher got a couple of possessions guarding Knox, and I, and I don't think he was out of place at all, you know. So, 
I, I really just think that you know if Boucher can just somehow I know we've been people have been saying this for a couple of years, but if you can just somehow add a bit more bulk to that frame, um, he he's very intriguing. And I think uh, out of all the guys here, Boucher is you know. Uh, heads and shoulders better than everyone else. I thought, you know, even the fact that Hernandez shot 5 of 17, which uh, surprised me a little bit looking at the box score here, um, I thought this was Hernandez's best game in the three summer league games as well. Um, he had a couple of very impressive, just like athleticism type of plays where, you know, one where he's battling for a rebound off a free throw with uh, Mitchell Robinson, uh, beats him with a swim move, and then, like, really elevates and, and gets two hands on the ball, and it's a very emphatic finish. Uh, he has another alley-oop finish a couple minutes later and then hits a three towards the end of the game. There's just a couple of moments then tonight where I looked at Hernandez and I said, okay, all right, I can kind of see what's going on here. Like, he, um, you know, he has the makings of an NBA player, even though he's the 59th pick. I think he's uh, he's pretty decent. What are you seeing from Hernandez? Yeah, I completely agree. The upside for 59th pick is way higher than you'd expect. Like, the... Um... Like, I completely agree. He jumped off the screen with some of his athleticism plays today. Like, I did not expect with his frame that he could kind of get off the ground that quick. His second jump surprisingly well. Like, his second jump is surprisingly uh, quick twitch. Like, Mitchell Robinson is known for having one of the quickest ones in the league, and he was right there with them a number of times. If he can, like, figure out his shot selection a bit more, which you can kind of <laughs> give him a little bit of a, uh, a leeway with that because he hasn't played in about a year. But it's like... He's like, got the Dion Waiters shot selection, man. He keeps taking some, like... One two righty hooks that try, he tries to bank in over like a like a sweeping hook type of thing that he keeps missing. But like if he if he can like learn to play like a more conservative role, which is obviously something that they'll develop throughout the year in the nine hundred five if that's the route they take, he can definitely be a contributor within like a year or two. Which is you know that's like Masai's thing is he's finds these diamonds in the rough, and if anyone's going to find someone at fifty nine, it's Masai. Yeah, and again, Hernandez is a case where the reason he's fifty nine was because of the scandal. And then, you know, he just doesn't play for a while. He also changed his name to his mom's um, uh, maiden name as well. So, I mean, it's just, you know, um, there's something here for sure. Uh, you know, the one thing that you, you you said yesterday on the pod is kind of stuck with me is just he does look like a guy who's just sort of out of rhythm, um, you know, in terms of his sense for the game sometimes. And I feel like he's sort of gradually you know, settling a little bit more. thought he was a little bit more steady on his post-ups today, for example. I mean, he got, a foul, he got fouled on a couple of those, but... Uh, he was there, and, and again, it's mostly just like the athleticism type of you know big man stuff. Like he wanted the fact that he got 11 rebounds in 25 minutes against a Knicks team that had a pretty decent front court out there um, is pretty good. And the fact that he got five offensive rebounds, um, he definitely scraps. He definitely fights down low. And th- the one thing that's also really impressive is just how quickly he changes into the floor. Like for a big man, he's down there in three seconds, like just you know from rim to rim. So. Um, he, he's quick. Uh, he's he's a moving target, and again, if he can just sort of um, find his timing and his rhythm and his footwork, his footwork has been a little sloppy. Uh, again, that's something that if you don't play for a while, I'm sure your footwork is not going to be the same as it would be if you had played a whole college season. And so, you know, these are things that obviously he has to work on, but, you know, the makings of an NBA player are there. Um, Jordan Lloyd, uh, in terms of just point play, I thought his point play tonight was, was a lot better than the first couple of games. Um, he finished his night with eight points, seven rebounds, seven assists. Didn't look for a shot nearly as much as he did last night where he took 24 shots. So he only had seven. Uh, I, I like this type of style from Lloyd because I think he can create at this level for himself. Um, but it is really imperative for him, especially you know in transition, stuff like that, to, to find everybody, set the tone, set the pace for the team. And uh, I just, you know, I was very, very happy with Lloyd tonight. What do you think of Lloyd? 
Yeah, I completely agree. Like, um, especially with the signing of Terrence Davis, in terms of like scoring guards and combo guards, there's not really a void for that in the roster anymore. And like, for him to make the roster and actually contribute on this two-way contract this year, he's obviously got to you know be that third point guard. And he showed today like what he can really do with that. Like, um, a term I, I love about summer league is the quadruple A players. As like a scorer, Jordan Lloyd is a, is a quadruple A player because like it's stuff that doesn't translate to the to the major leagues, but it's too good for triple uh, A. Like he could get 25 in a sleep in G League game, but he probably couldn't score efficiently in the NBA based on his size, frame, his release points kind of low. But for him to be like a spot up guy, like a low usage point guard, he had some great headman passes today. He threw a bunch of like really incredible um, like hook passes like around the uh, around defenders to find a couple guys in the corner. Like if he like. He, for him to be an NBA player, he's obviously got to be a point guard, and today was a step in the right direction for that, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't say anyone else on the Raptors necessarily stood out. I thought um, Darius Thompson had a couple of nice moments, and, um, you know, I, I guess Jordan Varnado as well. But, I mean, ultimately those are not guys that are going to factor too much into it. So let's actually just look ahead to the Knicks side of it, because – they have a couple of interesting Canadians on the roster. R.J. Barrett, obviously, being the uh, number one um, point of interest there. Barrett, I was a little leery with the way he started the game. Um, you know, it looked like he wasn't really able to impact. But then when he really sort of puts his head down and gets to the rim, I don't think it's a necessarily that efficient uh, of a style of play. But um, he has he has a scoring touch for sure. Like, he can just really put his head down. And get to the rim and and finish. Um, you know, mostly obviously he prefers to. He's very very uh, strongly leaning towards his left hand. He really wants to go there. But you know, he had a couple right handed finishes later in the game as well. And um, I, I like his game overall. I thought RJ Bear was the best Nick by you know a fair margin. He finishes seventeen points, ten rebounds, six assists. Um, yeah, I, I don't look. I don't want the Knicks to be good because it's actually just hilarious. To, the Raptors get four free wins every year playing that team, but. Um, I'm rooting for RJ personally. Yeah, I agree. I, uh, I have a teammate, an old teammate that used to play with RJ, and I've heard nothing but good things about him as like a guy that works and like really approaches the game the right way. And from what I've heard, he's actually like in the process of changing his jump shot this summer. Okay. So I'm kind of giving him a bit of like a grain of salt. Like uh, he's working with Drew Hanlon, and they posted a few videos of them like changing it, tweaking it a bit. Which like you kind of give him, got to give him a bit of leeway when he throws up an air ball or something like that, because the muscle memory is obviously not there as much as it would be. Right. But I completely right. agree with what you're saying about like once he gets downhill, he is dangerous. Like mm-hmm. I remember Daryl Morey said when they uh, when they decided to kind of like make the move on Harden because they. They thought they could. The Thunder were using him nearly as well as they as they could be, like going downhill. And you see what they do with Harden now. It's just like pick and rolls going to his left every time, so he can get to his downhill. If the Knicks can like find a way to like you know minimize his because like there's not there's obviously a lot of weaknesses in his game as of now. But if they can you know tailor their offense to try and get him going downhill to his left hand a lot, whether that be pick and roll or just you know dribble handoffs or whatnot, I think he can definitely have a really successful rookie year. Yeah, yeah, and he has a lot of other tools. Like this is not a one dimensional type of score where like a Wiggins type where, you know, if he's not scoring efficiently, he's not really being a positive on the floor. Like Barrett today, I mean, I thought he was a factor on the glass with 10 uh, defensive rebounds. Um, His passing is pretty good. Um, You know, I I think obviously, you know, six assists, I'm not really necessarily looking at the assists so much as I'm looking at sort of the vision. And he sort of knows where he can get to on the floor and how the defense is going to react to that. And that's just like a sense that you you, kind of have as a – 
you know, as a, I guess what he would be like a small forward in the league. Like if he can be that sort of playmaking small forward, that's, that's a very valuable asset. And again, you know, he's obviously got to get that three point shot down. He's got to get the jumper, just even mid range shot. Like you just get that down pat and uh, go from there. But I, I like RJ's approach and even Iggy today. I was, you know, I, there was a time where there was some possessions where I'm like, I don't really know. He, he doesn't necessarily look like he's like um, at this level in terms of athleticism, but I, I don't know if it's just because he has the, uh, the Lithuanian heritage, but for some reason it reminded me of Raptors Linus Klaza. You know, like <laughs> maybe that's not a positive. I don't know. Raptors Linus Klaza was not very good, but um yeah, I mean he's got a big body. He he scraps hard, he competes, he plays both ends, and uh I guess theoretically he can shoot. The sh- the jumper looks good. He just had a couple bad misses today. Um your thoughts on Iggy? Yeah, I'm really high on Iggy. I actually have the same tra- trainer as Iggy. Okay. And from what I've heard, he's like um like, I, I don't know if you watched the last game where it was him with basically this exact same roster, but also Alonzo Trier, but he put up the most shots, and he's the one that dropped 30 and got them, like, back in the game and stuff like that. He's, like, that mindset where his, no matter when he steps on the court, he kind of thinks he's an alpha. Like, even where he's, like, far and away the lowest drafted and touted guy amongst, like, basically the Knicks' young core, and he's the one putting up, like, he got a three-year contract off of how well he played from that game, so good on him. But I think there's definitely a future there for him in the NBA. I think he's going to improve. He's fairly versatile. He can play, like, you know, two through four and shoot it. Yep. He can handle it a bit. Like, I don't think he's, you know, going to contribute a ton right away. But in terms of, like, the 47th pick, like, you can't ask for much more than that. Yeah. You got a a, a new Mario Hazonia. <laughs> Uh, doesn't have the same athleticism. Doesn't have the same leap as uh, Hazonia, but uh, no, I I I, I like Diggy's game. Honestly, I like some of these Knicks pieces. I just wish, um, I don't know. I just wish they didn't all have to play together because it doesn't seem like it necessarily fits a bigger picture. And and just based on the results today, like them losing by twelve to um, the Raptors nine hundred five is not necessarily encouraging. But hey, it is what it is. You know, uh, the Knicks are at the very bottom, and you know, you just you just gotta hope some of these guys really pan out and save the franchise. Um, three stars. Uh, I will go with Boucher, number one, 23 points, seven rebounds, and assists, two blocks, seven to 14 from the field, two threes, seven, eight from the free throw line. Um, who are your second, who are the second and third stars? Uh, I'd say Malcolm Miller too. Yeah. That was, you know, the most complete game I've probably seen him play in the last two years, even though he didn't shoot that well. And then as much as I want to go Hernandez, five for 17 is pretty rough. So I've kind of got to go with Jordan Lloyd because he just played like, you know, a great steady game today. And he only finished with seven assists, but I'm pretty sure he got guys like you know going to the rim who got fouled like three or four times. So he could have you know racked up a double digit assist game. And I've been really impressed with his defense. He came in averaging almost five steals a game. Got three more today. He's not like spectacular on ball because he's a bit of like a you know a smaller frame, but he's got good anticipation skills off the ball. And I've just I've I've been thoroughly impressed with him like throughout summer league, despite his you know rough moments here and there. Yeah. Um, and then in terms of the Gerald Henderson. I guess Tyler Kavanaugh because you can't really name one of the Knicks like core pieces is Gerald Henderson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's go with Tyler Kavanaugh. I, I think he was on the Hawks a couple years ago. Maybe. Yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah, him and uh, Josh Majette <laughs> running the Bud system. Um, yeah, yeah. And then Bud got the hell out of there because he was running the Bud system with Kavanaugh and Majette. So, um, yeah, yeah. Kavanaugh. Um, yeah. Oh, a quick shout out to our uh, Mitchell Robinson for by the way. Um, the man had. Five fouls in the first nine minutes, <laughs> and it was like, like it's twelve minutes had elapsed in the game, which is about a quarter on a uh, one and a, a quarter um, uh, in, in summer league. And and yeah, this guy, he has athleticism; he can definitely finish. But this man, he just has to stop fouling. Like it was such a big problem for him as a rookie. And like, I just, 
how could you commit five fouls in nine minutes? It's just beyond me. But yeah, that's the Knicks. That's the Knicks. Um, Colin, thank you. Thank you for joining me on the podcast. Will you be around yeah. Thursday for Thursday's game? Uh, unfortunately not. I'm going to be on vacation taking my basketball detox for the summer All next right. week. Well, so. enjoy. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Um, no problem. You can find, I mean, you you know, plug yourself. Where are people finding you and your work? And, and uh, Also, where are you playing ball? Let people know, man. Uh, I'm playing ball at Ryerson next year. I'm going in as a grad transfer from Waterloo. Um, I think we're going to have a pretty good team with the new co- When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Coach Kuzor ran and just left for the NBA. Porco right. Popovich, who's really good. And then my writing, you can find me at Colin Connors 4 on Twitter. I write for Rapture Public and then uh, at the Dream Shake, which is a Houston Rocket site as well. So I just put all my work on there. There you go. Um, all right. Best of luck, man. And enjoy vacation. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.